I want to ask you a personal question. Do you read my newsletter? Because if you don't, I really think you'll like it. Every Friday, I send a short newsletter designed to help you live a healthier and more thriving life in less than 10 minutes. These newsletters include practical tips for your mind, body, and recovery, something you can apply right away. And I provide links to the tools and current research that I found insightful or useful in my own life. I made this really easy for you. If you want to try the newsletter, click the link in the show notes, fill out the quick form, and you'll soon have a time-efficient and practical resource delivered right to your email. Join our growing community of over 1,200 people, and let's make our lives healthier one small step at a time. Hi, everybody. It's Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. If you're suffering from tech neck or sciatic pain, stay tuned. Today, physical therapist Dr. Tom Walters joins us again, revealing what causes these common issues and practical solutions to resolve them. With over 13 years of clinical experience, Dr. Walters simplifies complex musculoskeletal pain, explaining the posture problems and nerve irritations that drive tech neck and sciatica. He offers strategic mobility exercises and nerve glides to counteract your unique pain triggers. After you listen to the show, I want you to head over to my Instagram or YouTube channel because here's what I've done. I have actually done the exercises he talks about in the podcast with his narration. Actually, some of them are really funny. And I'm going to do the exercises in a sequential manner so that you can then implement them immediately into your life. So let's get right to it. Let's lean in and learn from the best. Let's talk about tech neck. What is it and what can we do about it? This one's all over the place for the last few years, but tech neck is basically a postural type dysfunction, if you want to call it that, or position where people are looking down at their technology. So usually it's like looking at their phone and texting and they're getting right into that position where their head is kind of forward. And you see pictures online at all the time people are down like this and Mm-hmm. We're all guilty at certain points probably of doing that. And what we find is that any postural position you hold for long periods is usually will cause problems. So that could be sitting for long periods. It could be standing for long periods. It could be being in that tech neck type position. And so with that one, people can experience neck pain and headaches and sometimes even TMJ kind of jaw pain with maintaining mm-hmm. that position for long periods. It's not that that position in it of itself is really bad. It's just that you're putting yourself in something and you're remaining there statically for long periods. And so this is the case for a lot of postural pain problems in the musculoskeletal system that it's not that the actual position, we don't want to demonize the position. It's just that you need to move like your system (laughs) needs movement, right? You just can't be there for all the time. So that one, a lot of times we're just giving people exercises to pull them out of that position. So So give me a few exercises. Yeah. So people, you know, will be in this forward head position. So when we see forward head, what happens is your cervical spine, your neck is broken into two regions. So your lower cervical spine goes into flexion. So the person drops way forward and then their upper cervical spine tilts up. So they get this kind of position and then they're usually, their shoulders are rounded and they're kind of hunched forward and they look like that. You see a lot of people driving like that too with their mouth open, just like, (laughs) (laughs) but basically what we'll do is we'll give people exercises first for pulling them out of um, that forward head position. So we'll give people things like chin tucks where they'll just think about almost like creating a double chin So you can even put your back against a wall and you basically retract your head straight backwards, which pulls you out of that position. So you get lower cervical extension and upper cervical flexion. You basically reverse what's happening. And if you're 
against a wall, you can feel the kind of bump on the back of your skull, your external occipital protuberance. It will kind of slide up the wall as you tuck mm. your chin in. So all people do exercises like that that are more just mobility-based to get out of that position. We'll have people do things where are just kind of opening up their shoulders. We might have them go against the wall and do kind of like angels or lay on their back on a foam roller and do kind of snow angel type mm -hmm. exercises. So basically kind of dynamically stretching their pecs. But most of it's mobility-focused. And then helping them, reminding them, like try to incorporate this multiple times throughout your day. If you're in this position at work, use these as kind of exercises every hour or whatever, every 30 minutes, just to get yourself out of that position. Like just pull your shoulder blades back, retract your shoulder blades, kind of squeeze between there, tuck your chin in. You know, you might even pull your head down and stretch the posterior neck muscles. You might do trapezius and levator stretches. Like just keep your body moving. Just try not to be static for hours. I love it. I think that's brilliant. Most people just sit there all day and they don't change because they're just we are knowledge workers now. It's no longer like we're out in the in, in fields as an, an agrarian society. It's we are stuck in these positions and it is what it is. And so we need to do something about it. I personally had a terrible bout with sciatica. Several years ago, I just started my entrepreneurial journey. I had an awful chair and I'll never forget I was doing taxes and I was stuck there for like four hours and then my leg like got numb. And then it was on for months and I had to go through some serious like consistent rehab to get the pain to go away but I still sometimes experience it and I have to just you know oh, I gotta get back on my movements but what drives sciatica and then what are some things people can do about it yeah so sciatica is such a common one when we see a lot in PT and it's technically a radicular pain or a nerve pain. So in most situations it's related to an irritation of the lumbar nerve roots. So your low back has L1 through L5, and those nerve roots come out on the right and left, and some of them join together to form your sciatic nerve. So those nerve roots all come out. They're kind of like almost like little smaller nerves, and then they all come together to make that one big sciatic nerve that runs through your buttock area down your hamstring. And so mm -hmm. that's where people will tend to feel those symptoms. And it usually relates to an irritation of the nerves there at the low back. Sometimes people have a finding there, like sometimes they have a disc herniation that maybe is really large and actually touching the nerve. In most cases, it's actually just thought to be kind of an inflammatory process. You might have an MRI and there's nothing there. Or you have an MRI and you have a little disc herniation, but it's not mechanically touching the nerve. And the tricky thing about that stuff is we have more and more research showing that asymptomatic people, like half the population have disc herniations. So you can't even use that to totally predict who's going to have I've heard there. that over half of disc herniations spontaneously deherniate. Yeah, it's actually even higher percentages, the larger it gets. So larger disc herniations are more likely to reabsorb. So there's really great systematic reviews on this now. And that's something we try to educate people on is that, hey, disc herniations can actually heal and reabsorb. So for whatever is happening, the nerves get irritated. It could be at the low back. Sometimes people have irritations of their sciatic nerve down lower and kind of their buttock region near where the hamstrings attach and there's a piriformis muscle. Sometimes those are thought to also irritate the sciatic nerve. But basically, you'll get these kind of burning, numbness, tingling, sometimes lightning bolt pains that go down kind of through the buttock, down the hamstring region, sometimes into the calf and foot because your sciatic nerve branches and gives sensation mm. to your calf, your shin, and the sole of your foot and the top of your foot. So people will have those kind of symptoms. When we look at what to do about it, it kind of goes back to those principles I was talking about before. A lot of it in the beginning is trying to calm that nerve down. And a lot of that is mobility-based exercises that are based on how the person presents. So 
What's interesting about sciatica is that some, a lot of people will have a directional preference with their spine. So some people will find that when they stand, their sciatica is not as bad, right? But it gets worse when they sit. Mm-hmm. And then probably your situation with some of that, some people will be the opposite. It's probably less people, but some people say it's better when I sit, worse when I stand. And we'll look, so those are two different positions of the low back. One is extension. When you're standing, that's an extension-based position. When you sit, it's more of a flexion-based position. And so people will often have these directional preferences. And we usually use those to determine which mobility exercises we're going to use in the beginning. So what you'll see is a lot of people sciatica, where it's thought to come in from their low back, a lot of people will feel better when they're standing or in extension. So we'll start them with, there's this whole system from Australia called the McKinsey system where people just yeah. really start by laying on their stomach because laying on your stomach creates extension like standing. And then they'll try to prop up on their forearms as they get better. And then they'll go up to their hands. And they're basically just doing progressive extension. Sometimes they'll even do it in standing. Like just if you're at work, you can stand and kind of put your hands in the small of your back and kind of arch over your hands and just extend your back. And that will often help to reduce sciatica related symptoms. So that's we're often doing that as a starting point. Let's look at movement as our intervention and base it on your directional preference. Hmm. What about like stretching? Any stretching exercises you would do? Yeah. So stretching can be helpful. Something that looks like stretching that we often incorporate are nerve mobilizations. So sciatic nerve mobilizations, these are called like neurodynamic mobilizations. Sometimes people have heard of nerve flossing. but or nerve glides or whatever. Nerve glides, exactly. Yeah. So those kind of look like stretches, but we probably would lean more that way in the beginning. You're basically tensioning the nerve at either end. I mean, what's crazy about your nervous system, right, is it's all continuous. So they do these studies where they put pins in cadavers and move their limbs and you can see the nerves slide. And that's where these gliding exercises sort of originated. But something like the sciatic nerve might slide a few centimeters, whether you're moving the leg or even moving like the neck because it that nerve system continuous. So if you move someone's neck, it tensions their spinal cord, which can influence the sciatic nerve in its branches. So we will do these mobilizations where we might have someone start laying on their back and they bring their leg up straight. It looks like they're going to do a hamstring stretch, right? Like the standard, but then we'll have them alternate moving their ankle and their head. And so you're alternating, putting tension on different ends of the sciatic nerve, trying to help it glide better. So it's mechanically thought to help that made a huge difference for me. Yes. Those nerve mobilizations, that's probably the video I get the most comments on on YouTube is I have an arm nerve pain video and it's just a video of nerve flossing. And the number of people that are like, I've never seen these. I started doing them. My pain was instantly better. You know, that more than anything you see sometimes with the right person, nerve glides will make an immediate change in their symptoms. Yeah. I ha- well, for my sciatica, one of the things that I was doing was sitting on a counter and then I would do extension of the knee and then, yeah, extension of the neck. And then like once I could do that without pain or anything, then it was just extension of the knee. Actually, it was a humped over position. And then I would do extension of the knee and the neck. And then it was like this progressive movement. And it was so interesting how I'm like, oh, yeah, that works. And uh, it was super easy. And I would just do it many times during the day and along with several other things. Thanks again for listening to the Blueprint Podcast. Don't forget to go over to my Instagram page or my YouTube channel to check out the actual exercises that he was mentioning so you can use them right now to get out of pain. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.